Welcome to Faith City Outreach, where your host, Marina Maria, reaches out to the world to discuss Christian topics and providing biblical solutions, as well as praying for the nations. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The music in this broadcast is provided courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Now, here is your host, Marina Maria. To Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special returning guest, Dr. Kathy Smates from Ahwatukee, Arizona. Dr. Kathy is an ordained minister and a pastor at Intimacy with Jesus Church in Scottsdale, Arizona. She is called to evangelize and preach the gospel. She moves through prophetic song, preaching, intercession, and personal words. Thank you so much, Dr. Kathy, for returning to Faith City Outreach today to share a sermon about prophecy. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Good afternoon. I'm here to talk to you today about the gift of prophecy. There's a gift that God has given us that is so incredible and so helpful in every part of our life. And I just want to talk to you about that today and how the Lord got me interested in it. At first, when I was a young person, I didn't even know what it meant. I didn't know what it meant to prophesy. And prophesy is is speaking forth things from God, speaking forth his word. And if we look at the word, and that's what we're going to do today, we see that it is a subject that is talked about a lot. And it's something that God wants us to desire that we have operating in our life. And that would be my desire for you today, that as I talk about it, that you would become more interested in, in the subject of prophecy and understand what God is telling us about it. Sometimes we hear the word prophecy and we think it means to just tell things in the future, like it's a foretelling. And there's an element of that in prophecy, but it is not just that. There is a whole work of God that takes place within the gift of prophecy. And I talk about it as gifts because Apostle Paul writes about it in the book of Corinthians, and he, and he talks about it in other places too. But he really talks about what it means to prophesy and how it helps people and what it's intent is to do. And if we look at the word uh, biblically, we know that it just means something from God, something that God does. And in 2 Peter 1.21, it says, For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. And that is what prophecy is. It's words from God to us, words from God today for us, words for the church, words when we come together in the church. Uh, In our church, we use and move in the gift of prophecy. Almost all of our members prophesy, and that is a wonderful thing to see operating in the church. It's a place where people can encourage one another and and help them. And 
prophecy, when we look at it, and sometimes I like to pull things apart, and sometimes it's just part of what God is. When I was a young person, when I first got saved, I kept running into this scripture in 1 Corinthians 14.1 that says, Pursue love, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. And so I, I looked at that verse and I thought, I wonder what that even means. I didn't know what it meant. And in the denomination I was a part of at the time, I went to the pastor and I said, look at this scripture. This scripture says that I should desire to do this. And, and what is it? What is it? And he said, you know, I don't really know. I know it's something that can happen, but I don't really know how you learn about it or what to do about it. And that just kind of started me in this big journey of learning about prophecy. And I just asked the Lord, Lord, teach me to prophesy. Teach me. And I feel like I have a desire to do it, but I don't know how to do it. I don't want to do it wrong. <laughs> I don't want to do it in a way that would not give glory to your name. I don't want to uh, say anything that you're not saying. And these were all parts of things that I prayed about and that, that I sought the Lord in. I, I fasted. I, I would go on these uh, little fasts and I'd, I'd ask the Lord to help me, to teach me, to show me in his word what these things meant. And he just showed me so many different things in, in the space of these years. I really learned how to move in the gift of prophecy in my 20s. I was in a prayer group with, uh, it was quite a large group of ladies, I would say about 150 ladies. And they were moving in the gifts of the Spirit. And the Lord led me to this group. To this day, I don't even know how I ended up in that group, except I know now it was an answer to prayer. I asked him, how do I learn how to prophesy? And I ended up in a group of people, that's what they did. They knew how to prophesy. They knew how to hear from God. They knew how to tap into what God was saying. And I think there's some ways to um, come into this, and one of the greatest ways is to receive from the Holy Spirit your prayer language. I believe that God wants to give us the gift of speaking in tongues, that this is something that he has given to the church, and I know there's a lot of disagreement about it. People don't know what they think about it sometimes. There's a lot of arguing about it. There's separating, uh, separation of denominations in this subject. But I have found that praying in the Spirit is one of the greatest gifts that the Lord ever gave me. And I am so thankful for it because I always like to pray. I always like to pray for other people. I cared about them. I was a member of a church from the time I was about 14 years old and I was saved. And I just always loved our church. I loved the people in our church. I cared about them. I wanted them to succeed. I wanted them to get well if they were sick. I, I wanted their children to get saved if they weren't saved. And there was just, uh, I just had that kind of heart. And I just feel it's something God gave me. I don't think I was such a good person. I had a lot of problems 
uh, growing up and a lot of things I didn't understand. But I did uh, care for other people. And I realized that when I would pray, sometimes I just ran out of things to pray about. But when I got my prayer language, oh my goodness, I could pray for days. It was so much fun. And some other things started happening when I'd pray in the Spirit. I, I, I'd realized that I could hear what the Spirit of the Lord was saying to me easier. And I learned that I was being connected in a supernatural way to what the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, was speaking to me. And sometimes he'd have me give these words to groups of people, and that was speaking his word to the church. And there's a lot of scriptures about this that what is accomplished through the gift of prophecy and I find some of these just so very interesting. It says in 1 Corinthians 14.3, But he who prophesies speaks to men for edification and exhortation and consolation. Now this is, this is the primary gift of prophecy is, is given in these three terms. That it speaks to men to edify them, now, edifying means to build up, to build someone up. And a lot of things that happen in our life seem like they're just there to tear us down. We can have a lot of things that happen to us that are very painful, very hurtful. We can have relationships that break down. We can have people that communicate to us in a difficult way. And we feel torn down. And the gift of prophecy is there to build us up. And I would say that most people need built up. They need to be encouraged. And that's what the next part of the scripture means, exhortation. It's an encouragement from God. He wants to build you up. He wants to encourage you. He wants to encourage your faith. He wants to encourage you to come closer to him in relationship. He wants to encourage you to talk to other people about him. He wants to encourage you maybe in your personal life. God can prophesy to us and speak to us in any kind of way. I used to think it would only come in a certain form or fashion. And I have learned that that is just not true. That the Lord can speak to us in multitudes of ways. And he is trying to get to us his message of love and kindness and mercy. He is trying to let us know that when we come to him and that when we have asked him to forgive us, that we are forgiven. We are forgiven, children of God. That we can take comfort in that. We can take security in that. And we see that the last word used in this verse exhortation which is the encouragement and consolation that's comfort that is sometimes explanation I was at this meeting when I was uh, about 30 years old and uh, one of my friends took me to this meeting and there was a man there that would prophesy he'd play in the piano and then he'd give you sometimes a word now there was hundreds of people there <clears throat> 
so he wasn't giving out hundreds of words <laughs> but I thought well I'm just here but guess what he called on me that night and he proceeded to give me about a 20-minute word and it was incredible and it brought me much understanding for some of the things that I had gone through in my life. He told me that two people had been in an influence in my life and it had impacted me in ways that I didn't always understand. And the Lord was teaching me how to separate out some of these things and have greater understanding. And this word kind of went in the ins and outs of that in a way that I knew there was no way he could have known this about me. And that just impressed upon me of how personally involved the Lord was with my life. And when I found out how much he cared about some of the smallest things in my life, it changed me as a Christian. It, it just changed me. I started to see how uh, tenderly and with how much kindness the Lord had in regards to me. And I had had some difficulties, some pains in my life. And I didn't always know what to do about those kind of things. But I had found this scripture that talks about, and Jesus, uh, Jesus actually refers to this verse, but it says, a bruised reed he will not break. And, and a weak flame he will not extinguish. And I know when I was young, in, in my 20s it particularly, I, I felt like a bruised reed. I felt very fragile. And, and uh, my feelings got hurt easily. And sometimes I'd just get bent out of shape. I'd get really upset. I'd get mad at things. I didn't even know why I got mad at them sometimes. And my typical thing would be as if I got really mad, then I would just clean the entire house. <laughs> and sometimes that's how my husband knew I was mad because I was cleaning the house. And it was clean. It was really, really, really clean. And you know what? That didn't fix what was going on in my heart. I would still sometimes be mad. Yes, the house was clean, but I was still mad. I was still hurt. And I, I came to learn that Jesus so cared for me, even in those moments, even when I was mad. Because I felt like when I was mad, then, of course, the Lord couldn't have any part of me. I felt like he was kind of rejecting me at that time because I wasn't being good. I wasn't doing the things that he wants me to do. But I found that he actually was there in the middle of that situation. He was actually there with me. He actually cared that I was mad. He wasn't happy that I was working hard because I was angry. And maybe even sometimes physically I was hurting myself because I was pushing myself and, and um, kind of abusing myself. And because I didn't, I didn't know how to separate those things. 
but it's the grace of God. He just kept working in my life. He kept working and working in my life. And every time I came to him, he would answer me. He would help me. And I started realizing that um, he was showing me some pretty amazing things. And, and uh, I would pray in the spirit. And I would see uh, visions sometimes of things. I would pray for people, and uh, sometimes I dreamed about people uh, that I was praying for, and God gave me answers in dreams. He gave me answers uh, in the Word of God. I would pray, and he would say, go look at, you know, Psalms 49. And I'd look at Psalms 49, and he'd give me an answer to something that I was struggling with. And so the prophetic move was moving in my life. And I think it's interesting that if you look at the end of the Bible, uh, in Revelations, that's the last book of the Bible, there's a place where um, John, the book is written by Apostle John, and he falls at the feet of an angel. An angel came to talk to him and falls at his feet. And he, sa he says to him, do not do that. The angel says, I am a fellow servant of yours and your brethren who hold the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. And so the angel's saying, don't worship me. You need to worship Jesus. But this is what he says then. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I think that's such an amazing scripture. That testifying of Jesus, that there's an element of the spirit of prophecy involved in that. And that the messages that prophets give, or people that are prophesying give, people that prophesy aren't always necessarily prophets. That's actually an office that people hold. But all believers, I believe all believers can prophesy. They can speak the words of God to a person and do those things that I was talking about that they might edify that person through the word they might encourage their faith that has and all these things have to do with Jesus and I think that's what's so great about it is that Jesus when we look at his um, earthly ministry we see him prophesying to people all the time that's what he did. He would speak faith to them. He would speak to the heart of the matter that they were struggling with. They might come to Jesus and say, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And usually they were trying to justify their behavior to the Lord because they wanted something from him. And he would look into them and he would speak to the heart of the matter such as the wealthy young ruler came to him and said, I do everything I'm supposed to do. I pray. I do all of the things that were asked to do, all the commands. And Jesus said, you have done all things well. Now go sell all that you have and come and follow me. <laughs> well, that is not what that guy wanted to hear. And Jesus just went right to the heart of the matter. He spoke to the man's greed. 
is really what he was doing. And he knew that his possessions were his idol. He knew that about that man. Now, I'm not saying now that you can't prosper or that you can't have money. I believe God wants us to be fully provided for. But in this specific instance, Jesus was speaking to the heart of the matter. And that's what prophecy will do. The gift of prophecy will speak into the believer's life and it will give them something of Jesus to keep going on with, to be able to keep pressing on. And it can be hard in this world. There's a lot of things working against us. There's a lot of difficulties that may press upon us. There might be a battle over our ministry or over the things we want to do for God. And there's a spiritual battle going on. But we need to know and be secure that Jesus is Lord. He is Lord of all that. He is for you. It says in Psalms 56 that God is for me. Do you realize that God is for you? He is for you. He wants to help you. He wants to move on your behalf. And many times there is instructions given in the words of prophecy. My late husband, he had tremendous prophetic words. He could give you words that he didn't even know what the meanings of them were. Sometimes we didn't either. We had to look them up. I remember one time he prophesied over me that I was going to be intrepid. I did not know what intrepid meant. I looked it up and you know what it means? It means to be fearless. And I laughed when I looked that up because at, at that time I was just almost consumed by fear. I didn't know how to be intrepid. I didn't, I, I couldn't even believe for it because I didn't know how to be unfearful. But the Lord knew how and he delivered me and he set me on a path where I don't have to be afraid. The word says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And he says perfect love casts out all fear. And I have found that one of the keys is just letting more of the love of God into our lives. And that will push out fear. It says let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. How do I do that? I, for myself personally, have found that praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit, can really help us overcome fear. Because we can pray until we feel it break. If we don't feel it break, then we need to continue praying. When my husband passed away, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I didn't know what I was going to do. When he passed away, my income passed away with him. And I didn't have much to work with. I wasn't sure what to do. But what I did was I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord and I prayed. I prayed in the Spirit. I prayed in the, steer, uh, the Spirit until I heard from Him. Now, I would like to tell you that I am such a person of faith that I prayed in the Spirit for five minutes and I knew what to do. But that's not what happened. I basically prayed in the Spirit for about five months. And I would pray sometimes eight to ten hours a day, just praying in the Spirit, 
listening to the Word of God. I turn the Word of God on in my Bible, and I just listen to the Word of God. I'd turn on some preachers that always bless me, and I'd listen to their messages. I'd listen to their words, and I just let those things minister to me. And I have to tell you that what happened at the end of this was such a remarkable thing. One day I was just sitting in my chair doing what I always did, and I was praying, and all of a sudden I just really felt the presence of the Lord. And I was all by myself in my house. It, it was a day in August, I can tell you, and uh, I have the date in my notes, but I don't have them with me today. But the presence of the Lord came, and he said to me, he said, I'm going to so put myself myself into you that you will be able to face any fear that you have to face but this is what I'm going to do for you and this is what he showed me he put himself he just kind of came and sat himself into me but his face stuck out in front of my face <laughs> and his face was in front of my face and he said, I'm going to face all of your fears first. I will face your fears before you face them. And I can tell you that that is exactly what he has done. I had to figure out what to do with my house and with my possessions, uh, with many other situations that were very complicated, and I didn't know what to do. But the Lord just had me walk it out Step by step, he spoke to me. He gave me instructions. He showed me specific things to do and not to do. There were things people wanted me to do. A lot of things people wanted me to do and thought it would be the right thing to do and the smart thing to do. And I had to do what the God told me to do. And sometimes that offended some of the people that were even helping me. And that was hard for them. And they didn't understand but I had such a strong presence of God operating with me and in me and speaking to me and being a husband to me, as the word says, because I didn't have my husband anymore. And I used to go to my husband for a lot of things because he was so dependable. He was an amazing, dependable person. And when you're married to another person that prophesies, I can tell you, it is a fun life. And we used to just have so much fun praying for people and praying for our kids, praying for our church. And the words that he would get were always so edifying and encouraging to me because they were things not coming out of my own head. <laughs> Sometimes we need to hear from someone else's head. It just helps us. It helps us understand or it gets us out of our own head because sometimes we can only see one path. We can only see one solution. But, but God is not like that. He is just not like that. And I married someone very different from me. He hardly ever made sense to me. But I thought he was an amazing person and I loved him very much. And I loved how God moved through him. But come to find out, he loved how God moved through me. And it was just such a great thing to have. We had a great partnership. 
We looked at things completely different, but it was good. And through that, we were able to make wise decisions and, and be able to live by faith. Because a lot of our life, really, we live by faith. And, and that's an exciting life, but it's sometimes um, uh, difficult, too. I would like to say it's all like just, you know, happy day every, every day. But it's not when you're trying to figure out, how do I pay for this? How do I do this? How do I take care of this problem? What, I, what do I do with this child? We had four children, um, three sons and a daughter, and not one of them the same to each other. And they needed different things. They needed different encouragements. And we did vastly different things with our kids. One of my children, I took to Europe. That's what the Lord told me he needed. And... Um, I got to go with him, which was a blessing. And many things came to him because of this trip and because of the things that we did together. And it also helped our relationship. And God was really good to me in it. But my other son, um, he needed something completely different. He's a musician. We got him a guitar. We did things that he was interested in to encourage his gifts. And I see that God does that with us. He will bring people into our lives that prophesy maybe into our life that gets us on our path. Your path and my path are probably not going to be the same. But we serve the same God. And that's why we need to allow one another to be different and to be their own self. I could never reach the conclusions my husband reached, and he never reached mine. But together, we found that we had a unity of the Holy Spirit, and we would come to the same godly conclusions that we needed to implement. And I was always amazed by that, that he could go about it in a completely different way and I would go about it in my way, and we'd end up at the same place. Only God can do these things, and that's what he wants to do. Now, I also think gifts of the Spirit can be much more pervasive. Now, I consider myself, I do prophesy, but I also move in the other gifts of the Holy Spirit and have moved in every gift of the nine, spirit, uh, nine gifts that are said. I feel very blessed in that. And I feel that God always wants to give us more. He wants to give us more. And sometimes we settle for just a little bit. And, and I have asked the Lord to give me a hunger for his word, for his gifts, for his spirit, for his presence. I've asked God to give that to me. I don't feel like I can manufacture it. I don't think sometimes I can even manufacture interest in the things of God unless he has moved on me. I ask him to give me a hunger through the grace of God. I went through this period where I said, Lord, I just feel like I need more of your word in me. And I was thinking about uh, the scripture that says, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
And I felt like there were some areas that I was struggling to believe. Uh, the word in the way that I needed to believe the word so that I could have what I needed to have. And uh, I had a few health things that were kind of bothering me and uh, you know, and I now I'm, I need to find out how uh, God wants me to be provided for and, and other things I never had to think about before. So I asked so, the Lord to give me his grace and to through that grace to fuel a hunger for the word of God. And I am telling you, I can't believe what happened. All of a sudden, I just wanted to listen to the word all the time. And it was like I would listen to some of it, and then I wanted more of it. And it got to where I was listening to the word about 30 hours a week, just listening and thinking about it and walking through it. And I feel that God deposited a great thing in me at that time at that point things that I'm just learning about now sometimes the word just comes back to me and I think boy I didn't even know that was in me quite that that way and I think by listening to the word too I understood some things in a different way because sometimes we hear sermons and they use a couple verses and I'm not down on any of this but I'm saying that we can get stuck there. We think, oh, okay, this is what the scripture means. But if we really go back at it and look at it contextually within the chapter, maybe within the book, we find out that maybe that word means much, much more to us. Or it's something maybe we haven't looked at completely or aren't understanding. And the Lord wants to help us understand his word. He wants us to be able to speak the word he wants us to be able to stand on the word. There's so many things he wants us to do in the word of God. And I'm uh, reminded of this scripture that uh, is found in uh, Romans 5, 1 and 2. And this is, this is a big scripture uh, for my life. And God has used it a lot in my life. I wrote uh, a book out of this scripture to me, it's just such a strong, strong word to us. And it's found in Romans 5, 1 and 2. And this is what it says. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also... We have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exalt in hope of the glory of God. Now, I kind of have really pulled this scripture apart, but uh, it's talking about uh, how we've obtained faith through grace, and that through that grace we stand so when we obtain grace, we learn how to stand. And the, the implication of standing is that we stand in victory. That there's a victory that God has given us and that he wants us to live in. And what he taught me is that we can pray 
we can speak the word, we can live from a position of victory. But we do that by standing in grace. We can't do it in our own power. We don't have enough of ourselves to be able to do this. But through grace, we can just do so many things. And, and he just gave me more of a hunger for his move, for his presence. And, and with his presence, I believe just becomes uh, more and more prophetic. And God will tell you things, things to come. He says, call on me. He tells us that in Jeremiah. Call on me and I will tell you of things to come. And the Lord does this for me all the time. And he does it in areas and things that I, that I enjoy, which I think are kind of funny. And uh, one of them is sports. I don't totally know why God does this, but he does this for me. I have known who's going to win the Super Bowl for many years. He'll tell me who's going to win. And uh, I know for some people they think, well, why would God tell you that? I don't know. It's just something we kind of enjoy together. Last week, there was the Kentucky Derby, and I didn't even know who was running. And there was this list on Twitter, and it says, vote for who you think is going to win Kentucky Derby. And I looked at that list, and the Lord told me, he said, do you want to know who's going to win? And I said, well, yeah, of course, why not, you know? And he told me authentic was going to win. And then he told me a prophetic word coupled with it. He said, an authentic move of God is coming to your nation. Authentic. He says, that is why authentic is going to win the Kentucky Derby. Now, that's all I knew about it. I didn't really care about the Kentucky Derby, to be quite honest. I don't gamble. I didn't gamble on knowing who was going to win the Kentucky Derby. I've never gambled with the things I've known in the sports world. People always ask me to, but I never tell them enough for uh, anything because I don't want people gambling. <laughs> I don't think that's why God tells me what he tells me. He's told me who's going to win. Uh, since I was 18, I've known who's going to be the president every time we have an election. And that's so I can pray. I pray for the things that God shows me. Because within the gift of prophecy, I also operate sometimes in the office of the prophet. And I'm a seer. I see a lot of things. God shows me things about people. He shows me things about not just political people, but sometimes ministerial people. There's sometimes I've known when a minister is in trouble, uh, sometimes public ministers, and God has had me pray and pray for them. Pray for them uh, to maybe get help before they really do get in trouble. Pray for them to be restored. Sometimes I've known when someone's having uh, uh, a pornography problem or other issues. And I just pray for them. I don't publish it. I don't get on Facebook and say, oh, God showed me this about so-and-so. And I don't get on Facebook and publish it if someone's had a problem. I don't say, oh yeah, I knew all about that. 
I've been praying, blah, 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 blah. Because that would be, that would be rude for one thing, but it wouldn't be godly. That's not why God gives us gifts. He doesn't give us gifts so we can just feel all puffed up about ourselves. He gives us gifts to help one another. Because it's not always easy to live this life in this world. There's a lot of hard things we go through. But when we have Jesus Christ, we have everything. We have him. And he knows sometimes that we've gone through struggles. And it's not like Jesus is like a magic formula. And once you know Jesus, nothing ever bad happens to you. Or you don't go through difficult things. It's not that way. And sometimes that's disappointing. We think, well, why didn't God keep me from this? Or, or why did I have to go through that? And I'd like to say I know why, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know all things. Paul said we know things in part. And there's a part that God gives all of us. He will give you your part and I feel like that's why he wants us to prophesy. Because there's a part that we bring to, to the congregation. It's your part. It's something that you bring that is reflective of the Lord. There's something of Jesus that you can communicate through your words or through the things that God is showing you. And your part might influence or encourage someone in a way that they would never think that they could be that they might think oh this isn't important why should i even tell anybody that but you don't know what that word can mean to someone in a day where they're in a day of trouble and they need that word and your word might give them hope I believe that the words of God will give us hope. And hope means that we actually expect a good outcome for things. That is what hope is. We expect good things. And our God is good. Jesus is good. He is the only goodness really in the world. We find the goodness of God in all in people all around us. But the true goodness is God. It is God. He changes us. He rearranges us. But it's his word that endures forever. It says the word of God. The word of God does not reach, uh, is not void without power. When the word of God goes forth, today, as I'm here bringing you this message, the word of God is going forth. And it will not return void. It will have work to do. It will accomplish its purpose. Because the word of God is powerful and alive. And it, it, it is so great. It can separate. It says it can separate the bone from the marrow. It can, it can get you out of trouble if you're in trouble today. The Holy Spirit can give you a way of escape. It says, if we pray, we'll get a way of escape. There were times in my young life 
I needed a way of escape. There were people that were after me. I was stalked. Uh, someone wanted to kidnap me. And, and different things happened to me when I was young. But you know what I saw? Over and over, the Lord raised up a defense. He raised up protection for me. There were, um, I wondered why sometimes some things did happen to me. But God, you know, brought many words and brought me consolation, brought me comfort. And some of the people that hurt me in my young life, I continued to pray for and to forgive. And you know what happened? God saved them. He saved them. And they didn't go to hell. I believe partly because I forgave them. And they got saved. And, you know, I, I think if we could just ask the Lord to move more of him through us, we would just be able to have compassion in areas that maybe we don't want to have compassion. Sometimes we don't. We don't like that person. Sometimes God has had me prophesy to people I don't like. And, and it's almost always a joke on me. I have to tell you because that's just how the Lord is because he he loves that person I may not love them but he does and he wants me to love them too now sometimes I'm not agreeable to that I don't work with the Lord in that but if I open my heart to him the Lord will change it to where I'll start to get a love for that person I used to know this person that was so Oh, they were so difficult. And I'd just be like, Lord, couldn't you just have them go to church somewhere else? <laughs> and guess what? They didn't. In this season of my life, they never did. But you know what happened? We became friends. And I really appreciate the gifts of God in that person. Now, a long time ago, you couldn't have told me that that I would have ever come to that understanding. But I have. And there were some people that I felt still weren't going the right way. But the Lord still had me continue to speak the word to them. And I don't know that five years from now, they won't be rescued by that word that God spoke to them, maybe ahead of time. Sometimes God comes and brings us a word. We don't understand it because that time hasn't come. I was on a mission trip in Honduras in 2014 and one of the ministers wanted to prophesy over me and he did not speak English but he came and he prophesied over me in Spanish. I didn't understand it. I don't speak Spanish. My husband did but he wasn't on that trip and so someone had to interpret the word for me. And the word that he gave me prepared me for the unexpected uh, tragedy my husband experienced. And when I was in the midst of it, boom, that word came back to me. That word that that pastor prayed over me, that was God's mercy for me. That was a kindness to me. That was a help to me. 
because I was going through the most dire situation of my life. And there was the Lord with me. There was the word of God that had been given to me. And Jesus continued to give me and to remind me of words, even words my very own husband had given me that prepared me for that time. And I find that so amazing. Even at the beginning of that year, um, I got a prophecy because we decided on my birthday that year that the church would just prophesy over me. They'd pray for me and prophesy over me. So I was pretty spoiled that year. Uh, I got all these words and they were encouraging and they were um, edifying. And one of the words I got from my husband was, um, you need to have as much fun as you can this year. Do as many fun things as you can and enjoy yourself as much as you can. Now, of course, people might say, well, he's your husband. He just told you that because he likes you. But it was such a sweet word, and I didn't understand it. And some opportunities came to me to travel and to do some things. And he said, you go ahead and go. You do those things. And I went on a cruise to Alaska, and I did a few other uh, things. And I went to Honduras, and, and um, it was a wonderful time in Honduras of ministry. It was a great uh, mission trip. And uh, soon after that, when I got home, is, is when my husband suffered his tragedy and ended up uh, being hospitalized for seven months before he passed away. And all of these things uh, worked together for, for my life to, to just help me at the time to know to really know that God was with me in that trial. God was for me. God had a plan for me. And I so appreciate the prophetic word. I mean, uh, one of my gifts is that I bring prophetic songs. Um, I sing in the spirit and the Lord gives me a song uh, to sing over the congregation or for different speaking engagements. I have or different things one time I was in Amsterdam and I had a prophetic song and I, I felt compelled to give it and I gave this song and the uh, head of that ministry that or the place that we were visiting he said this is a song of the Lord and this is what we're going to do tonight we're going to respond to that song and I felt really blessed by that it was amazing to me that God could use me in a way like that. I was just amazed. I wouldn't have thought it, that anybody would have responded like that. And what came from that was a huge move of the Spirit in that room. There was hundreds of people there, and it was a really strong move of the Spirit. And the leader talked to me the next day, and he said, you know, I didn't know those kind of gifts of the Spirit were even operating in the church uh, that you were attending. But he said it, it was such a blessing to us. And I said, yes, I'm in, in a group in the church where this is what we do. We move uh, in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We give place to the Lord to speak also. 
it's not just us speaking or us worshiping, but we also listen and we listen to what he's saying back to us. And that's what I think of it when I think about prophecy and the prophetic word, that we pour out our hearts to the Lord and then he pours back into us. Um, the Holy Spirit wants to minister to us and speak to us and give us the words that we have need of so that we can continue our race, so we can do what I spoke about earlier in Romans 5, 1 and 2, so we can stand in victory. Because victory is an incredible witness to people on the outside. God has used the witness of the time that I've gone through when I lost my husband in my life in ways that I could have never, ever thought. And it wasn't me. I can always say, it's not me. It's, it's the Lord. It's the power of the Lord. And he wants to empower you today because you have something to do for God. I can speak this to you today. Someone listening today, and it's more than one someone, God has his hand on your life. And you are going to do many exploits for the Lord. You are going to see signs and wonders. You are going to see miracles. Because God is with you. He is for you. And he is going to make a way for your gifts. Because your gifts are needed in the body in this day. And this is the way that God will prophesy to us and speak to us and encourage us. And he encourages us through his word and through his prayers. And I just want to pray over those that are listening today. I just pray in the precious name of Jesus that you would be stirred up, that your gifts that God has planted within you as a believer, that your gifts would be stirred up, that they would be stirred up and they would operate and that more and more of the giftings of the Holy Spirit would operate in your life. That they would overflow. It says that he fills our cup. <laughs> Fill our cups, Lord, with you. Fill our cups with your presence. Fill our cups, Lord. Fill our mouths with your words. Fill our minds with your word. Fill our ears with the word of God. Have us meditate on the word of God, Lord. Give us your grace to just flow through us. Your grace just shows us that we have divine favor, that we have blessings of your uh, protection and your graciousness. And we ask, Lord, that your grace would give us the right word, according to Colossians 4, 6, the right word in the right season, so that we might speak the message of grace to all and subsequently win people to Jesus Christ. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Faith City Outreach can be heard daily, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Arizona time and 7 p.m. Eastern time. Faith City Outreach thanks Global Women Christian Chamber of Commerce Embassy and Four Winds Ministries for being supporters. Psalm 117, praise the Lord, all you nations, extol him, all you peoples, for great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. 
You have been listening to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. That email again is fcoprogram at gmail.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew 6, 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The music used in this broadcast is used courtesy of Zapswat.com.